0: Cracks fans, I'm your host Dalton Thieneman. We're thrilled to have the Great Shot podcast on and expanding the team with Alex Gruskin, Max Rothman, and Max Fliegner. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Not only the podcast, but the team, man. This is gonna be a dynasty for sure. I mean, if you
1: knew how hard it was to get both Maxes on the phone, mm-hmm. you may take that statement back. But uh yeah, we got it now. So let's rock and roll.
0: well first and foremost crack fans as you know from our announcement this past week uh the cracked rackets team announced that the great shot podcast is coming under the cracked rackets umbrella and they are joining our team so we're very excited to provide you new inside and uh, quality content so look forward to the great shot podcast episodes dropping every wednesday and I'll throw out this generic question. How did you guys get started? What was the genesis be- behind the Great Shot Podcast?
1: Well, uh, I'll take this one, guys. So my name's Alex Gruskin. Uh, I'm a lifelong tennis player and recent U of M grad, Go Blue. And I think if you listen to our show, you'll see I do a lot of talking. And so the way the Great Shot podcast came about is, um, being a tennis player, uh, you realize that the coverage from ESPN, from major sports outlets, it's really not up to the standard that uh, you'd like. You know, for us, the big events are juniors. You know, we want to know who's winning Kalamazoo, Futures, Challengers, College Tennis, all the way up to the tour. Um, and we just felt that there really wasn't enough coverage, or if there was coverage, it really wasn't uh, up to the quality that we would have liked. So um, about three months ago, uh, after, you know, maybe years of pestering, I convinced my two favorite Maxes, uh, Rothman and Fligner, to uh, join me and record a podcast where we could have a banter's conversation and talk about tennis the way uh, tennis players do it, the way when you're in a group with your friends, with your high school teammates, the way, you know, like to talk trash about players. You like to say, oh, Cutter's backhand is trash. Pre- actually got to attack the one-hander uh things like that those are the comments we thought were missing and so we thought we'd uh we thought we'd give it a go
0: max rothman anything to add to that
1: yeah how's it going everyone uh max rothman and uh i'm currently a senior at michigan and a former doubles partner with with mr gruskin who just spoke um yeah yeah, so, I mean, the, the Great Job podcast, you know, uh, is supposed to be, as Alex said, just some, some more candid conversation. And, and uh, quite frankly, he left out the fact that uh, he thinks he knows everything about tennis, and it's just simply <laughs> not, not the case. And Don't think uh, I know. Yeah, see, here it is, a classic example of his ego. Uh, <laughs> go. But, uh, yeah, you know, Alex and I have had plenty of conversations on the court where we, we argue in a sometimes, uh, you know, pretty testy, uh, fashion and we want to kind of bring that lighter side of, of the tennis world to uh to the general public and uh we we think that you know with our hot takes and uh sometimes kind of questionable comments uh you might get a little bit of a more fun side of tennis that that people don't get to see so uh we, we hope that you all will, will listen in and enjoy what we've got to say
2: well it's it's awesome and this is this is alex Ariza. i mean it, Honestly, just based on your description of, you know, great job podcast, it's the same you know, mentality that we had at Crack Racket. So the pairing of, you know, these two you know, groups could not be, you know, more perfect or at a better time. Um, I mean, and, and I guess it, in your opinion, being so close to tennis, being around it at a collegiate level, at a high school level. I mean, you're around guys who have the same mentality, have the same passion for the sport. Why do you think it took so long for a group like us to get together and just be like, all right, we're going to finally do something about this? I think it took,
1: I, speaking for us, it took a while to find the right blend. Uh, I like to joke around with Wigner and say to play a lot uh, at a high level of tennis. Dance, you have to be a little weird. You have to have, you know, a lot of self-confidence, borderline, egotistical. Um, Not borderline in your <laughs> <laughs> just Outright.
2: Exactly. You know, just you know.
1: I'll just, I'll just- <laughs> Oh, exactly. And I mean, Part of that ego helps you laser in and be so focused. And I think uh, when you take a step back from tennis, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I'm recently retired from the game. I decided to hang it up after my senior club tennis season. All uh, right, Pete. 2017 National Champs, what's up? What up, what up? You had that uh, on a
2: high note, though.
1: You know? Oh, exa- exactly. It was, As the press release said, it was definitely the peak. Um,
2: Jersey and the Rafters
0: type of a situation. <laughs>
1: something like that. You know, they hang up banners on the Michigan Varsity Tennis Center walls of all the big time championships. And, uh, you
0: know,
1: I've seen that face. I've seen Rothman's face. We deserve to be out there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: but so that being, sorry, but so to get back to your question, um, I think part of the reason it took us so long is because, you know, you have these candid conversations about tennis with your immediate friends. But I think you're, you know, people are afraid to, call federal trash to a random friend
2: that all makes sense I mean the sport itself you know while it has a long-standing and incredibly like global presence the conversations much to your point seem to be really stuffy and and I think um, tennis players especially know that off the court it, it's not really like that it's not every time you're out there playing tennis talking with your teammates it's not that country club feel and that's well and good a part of the sport should definitely be like that but I love that that you guys have honed in on a, an aspect of the sport that makes it fun just like any other sport there's banter there's back and forth it's supposed to be you know really witty you're supposed to make fun of your teammate that's all about building chemistry so those aspects of the sport that I think carry over to any sort of athletics um you know this is a chance to really highlight that you guys have done a great job of that within the first few podcasts
3: well thank you very
1: much for saying that uh we really appreciate that and uh, I think that's why we're so excited to work with Crack Rackets. Uh, like you guys have mentioned, I think our organizational uh, culture and ideal are the same. You know we want the goal of bringing this conversation to the mass audience of tennis players. Even if kids are recently graduated from college, even if people are now in the working world, if they play tennis, they understand the type of dialogue we're having, and so uh, the whole point of starting this podcast was to join that conversation, uh, join the tennis community. You know, you guys just brought on Parson Namadi as well. He we love his tweets. We love the way he engages with the tennis community, and we just kind of wanted to make a podcast version of that Ooh. tennis Twitter community.
0: Gruskin, that was that was one of the most flawless, polished answers. I felt like you were testifying in front of the UN. Do you have a suit on right now? Like, send us a selfie right now. Oh, I am in my...
1: Please don't.
2: <laughs> I mean, you got to do something while you're doing a podcast. You get hungry, you get thirsty, you know. My go-to thing is bourbon. You do, you know, sausage, pizza, and ranch. I mean, you know, pizza... I mean,
1: never heard Alex during our podcast. It is never that flawless or smooth. Just so you know, this is an anomaly in, in the case of Alex. Well, I'd just like to say we should also probably uh, blank out that part of Sleekers admitting to eating pizza. I don't think Coach Drake wants to hear that on a Wednesday night. <laughs> star players eating pizza. Uh, might have to exit that uh, cut that out. Well, no, I definitely a want to give course. you know, an
2: opportunity for you know, Dalton and, and Parker to, to chime in as well. But one thing I definitely have to ask, um, you know, tell me about the name, Great Shot Podcast. I, I mean, I obviously love it a lot. Uh, it, from one end, it's just like obviously the sport, you hit a great shot. There's that aspect to it. But you know, you can also you know mold it a little bit and say, oh, well, it could also be you know shot glass drinking something like I don't know something that l- pushes the envelope is what I have in, you know imagined. But uh, I I want to hear from you guys. Tell me about like the name, where you came up with it, and and, and how that how that was created. Well,
1: well uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. You, if you, if we have over unders on how long each person will talk, and my over-under. no no, just all
2: talk at once. Like, honestly, <laughs> other, you know, whatever it, it, it takes. Rockson, well, you, you
1: big dog. I was just—I was going to let Alex take this one because uh, you know we we definitely debated what the uh, the title of our podcast would be for for a little bit and um,
3: <laughs> yeah. let no, I, I would was say Alex yeah.
1: on on a title that was not the Great Shot Podcast. So I'll, I'll let him go <laughs> into the what he was hoping for. Well, I would say when debating the title, that was the moment we knew we had something. Uh, just that conversation itself was hilarious. Um, so I initially, and I was really adamant about calling it Welcome to the Club. Uh, I thought it would be great to be like, Dalton Seedemann, welcome to the club. And uh, <laughs> obviously uh, that was not the case. They uh, told me how uh, um, immature might be the wrong word, but that just was not the tone we were going for. And surprisingly, Max Fleegner was showing uh, his first creative bone said hey what about uh the great shot podcast
3: and way to then, go uh, back
1: <laughs> yeah thank you my my
3: one contribution to this whole thing <laughs> That's funny. uh but so then uh in
1: terms of the hey great shot uh it was an improv we started the episode we were debating do i want to read a paragraph uh their consensus was no you're going to talk enough so i decided to go with, welcome to hey great shot and uh we just kind of went from there
2: I love the simplicity of it, but at the same time, there's so much more depth to the whole thing that it's just perfect. So well done on that end. (laughs) It's it's,
0: uh, Fliegner's Ivy League education shining through. Um, Anyway, I want to take this opportunity. Fliegner, you have not given an introduction to your background, your affiliation with the Great Shot Podcast, how you met Gruskin, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. So feel free to take that opportunity now if you'd like.
3: Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Max Flickner. I'm a senior at Dartmouth. Um, I am the producer for the Bay Shop podcast. Um, I got into playing tennis when I was about 12 and uh, immediately loved it. So uh, I started homeschooling around uh, eighth grade to start traveling more and um, playing national tournaments and whatnot. Uh, But eventually I decided to go back to school. And um, that's where I met Alex uh, at DCDS in Michigan. Um, and so that's kind of when my tennis started going downhill. So thanks, Alex. Uh, <laughs> the, one, the one good thing—the one good thing that came out of meeting Alex was uh, his idea to do the great shot pod, and um, you know, <laughs> so here we are.
1: Oh, that's funny. Well, that's, that was as accurate as I've ever heard. That's the synthesis of beginning to end.
2: <laughs> hey, we're all about candidness here. You're not going to hear any BS. Exactly. From
1: yeah but I, I can't believe we've gone this far in the episode without
3: you mentioning uh max slinger what are your best wins oh my best wins well those came in the uh the boys 14 and unders uh one was in a 3-4 playoff at a national open against jared donaldson uh, uh i think that was a, i think i beat him four and one and uh that same summer, I beat Francis Tiafoe in the backdrop also of, uh, let's see, hard hardcore in Texas. So my glory days were, are clearly behind me, but, um, you know.
2: <laughs> you definitely taking, told that story I'm taking a few the times. transitive
3: wins. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm rooting for those guys because I think they can do well, and uh, I'll rack up some transitive wins. I mean, you pretty much went five sets with Fed at
4: the Open this summer. Exactly, exactly.
2: Hey, those are, so like, let I'm it weird. be known. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are
4: two big wins. I'm gonna go ahead and uh fire in with a hot take Flinger at the top of the next gem list. Check, so.
0: <laughs> Actually this this is a you know and this will probably be one of my last questions. I want it to be a, a free-flowing dialogue, but um talk about and this is to any of you guys, um what should the cracked family, the cracked fans expect the next couple episodes content wise from the great shot
2: podcast and what should they be excited for going forward? And if I may add, I mean, just kind of taking back onto that, like from what to expect from this partnership. I mean, obviously here we're really excited, but I, I know the fans are going to be really excited to hear this, you know, partnership as well. So with that in mind.
1: So um, one thing that should be ready is to be confused by the maxes. Uh, we're actually open for a poll on nicknames, we're thinking for Fliegner to go with either Flieg,
2: Flanagan, or Gibson. So fans decide on that one. We're going yeah. we to put a poll out for everyone. Yeah, that's got to be a that's gotta be a Twitter poll. Yeah. Readers, listeners, whatever it may be.
1: <laughs> and then uh, for Max Rothman, you guys will know him as the Red Rocket. And uh, that comes back from our club tennis playing days. Uh, I would say Max Rothman's best feature other than that beautiful face and that gorgeous head of red hair is uh his serve he has a cannon and so we uh we convinced this line judge at nationals that uh everyone called him the red rocket you know because the serve and the hair and he started going around saying hey guys you gotta watch the red rocket and so
4: uh,
1: <laughs> it's kind of stuck ever since then i think we may have to uh, reserve that that nickname for for club tennis players strictly but, uh, <laughs> uh, or... but so to answer your question uh, so moving forward, as you guys know, Fliegers played Donaldson and Fiasso, Um and that kind of that that is something we're very interested in. Um, that generation of players, the players we grew up, you know, in my case watching, in Rothman's case, he claims to have ace Taylor Fritz, and uh, Fliegers' case actually didn't. <laughs> And for your actually beating these players. Um, And so that's really the generation we want to focus on. You know, with the Grand Slams past, uh, there's an opening to kind of explore all of the many topics and many storylines throughout tennis. And one thing we see is the rise of the next-gen players. Um, So whether it be through written content, we're hoping to write scouting reports on our nine favorite next-gen players. Uh, We're hoping also to do podcasts about their backstories. Uh, these players were all, were all born between 1995 and 1998. So, again, these are players we've grown up seeing. Um, and we're hoping that they break through. And, uh, you know, that hopefully at the end of the year will culminate in a wonderful brand-new next-gen year-end tournament. Uh, hope, you know, if we find a lovely sponsor, maybe they'll fly us out. If not, uh, we'll be happily watching at home. And uh, we're hoping to cover that event. Looking forward to it.
4: Yeah, I think
1: Alex uh, covered definitely was what we're looking forward to i think you can also look forward to some ridiculous takes on my end i'm uh i'm kind of classic for, for saying some uh outlandish things and fleeter will, will come in and remind us all of his transitive wins um but uh also by no means uh a promise or so we're, we're hoping maybe you know with some of our connections to these guys that maybe we get one of them on um, and provide even some more personal context to, to their backstories because uh, they've definitely got a couple guys in in our age range that are uh, have some pretty cool uh, upbringings. So look forward to hopefully hearing some of that.
0: Parker Ariza, anything? Any other questions? Any other direction right now?
4: Um, no. maybe just uh, from our end, you know, with the crack track, it's name, what uh, what kind of. History? Do you all have with cracking rackets on the court? Any, any good stories? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Only appropriate.
3: I've got a couple.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I've definitely got a few. I, I've got. I even have a, a cracked racket in my bag right now as we speak. Uh, we actually, we lost the set to Notre Dame at Club Tennis regional, oh, Our only wow. loss ever in Regionals. Afterwards, Rothman goes outside and destroys a Babylon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a picture of it. It was the, the French Open Edition, and I couldn't <laughs> buy another one of them. And I was actually so upset that I did
0: that. <laughs> Wait, so you pulled out the third setter, but you still were just so frustrated that you split. Oh no! So we uh... so club
1: tennis is one set, no ad. Obviously, that can lead to some fun results. Um, and we lost it six five. Was it six three? What was it? No, it was it was a tiebreaker. It was six five. Yeah, and we just uh, we were bad to say the least, and uh, it was a stinker. And after our team, you know, carried us through that one, um, just like the team at Crack Rackets will hopefully carry us through some of these uh, <laughs> fun episodes. But, uh, yeah, I, I also got broken in that set, and oh it yeah,
3: might, it might
1: have been one of two breaks all of my sophomore year, and that does not make me too happy. So uh, the racket took the pain
4: on that one. Oh, I think I missed the easiest hitter in that game. Oh,
1: I remember it too. Wow. You did.
4: It's you it's there. It's therapeutic though. For some reason, I don't know why. Like anytime I've broken a racket, it's just like afterwards, it's like I felt great. Oh.
1: <laughs>
4: uh, I like a new person can we get one sliegner crack racket story i know he's got a
3: crack so uh one of one of my favorite ones actually i've only broken three in my life but uh my favorite one was um in practice uh so alex and i had this coach back home named ed Nagel, and um <laughs> every time we would like miss a shot well not every time but oftentimes when we miss a shot he would just yell break it um and one time i actually just he told me to do He told me to break it and I just broke it
2: yeah, just, for, just for show.
3: Um, and I think I got I don't know. I got some weird looks after that, but it still felt good.
2: Always worth it.
3: I would be
1: remiss. I've been because, you know, I've listened. I've been to to all the interviews uh, as we started working together. And uh, I don't think you've ever been asked. So I have to ask myself and I'm asking all of you guys on the track racket team. Have you guys cracked any rackets?
4: oh yeah <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah i mean a riser, you can send you can send the video from what last week
2: <laughs> uh it was like three weeks ago another babble it. we can we can yeah i um and great shot podcaster keeping uh babble it in business
4: um yeah i i don't know i think it was like sophomore sophomore year of high school something like that um there's a tournament up Uh, up north it was called like the Court One Memorial or I don't know, something like that. Oh, yeah. And it was like... um, Okamoto, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But I was playing with like the K-Blade, like the Fed fed K-Blade, or K-Factor, that's what it was called. And it was like three or four weeks after I got it, just like pretty much a brand new racket. And I just, I don't know, it was like a couple matches into the tournament, just playing like absolute shit. So I just destroyed it and my mom was watching me through the glass just the whole time. And I, <laughs> I don't know. I just couldn't help myself. And after the match, she just reamed me for like two hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if this is equivalent, but one time Max and I were playing a double set, and uh, the guy on the other side hooked us three times in a row. So the very next ball bounces in between the service line and baseline. Rossman catches <laughs> it and calls it out and then uh, everyone was looking at us for the next two hours and so uh that was a lot of fun yeah that kid sucks <laughs> <laughs> well shout out to that
0: kid <laughs> guys uh we do need to wrap up we're absolutely thrilled to have the great shot podcast on the team um alex kruskin max rothman max fliegner guys thank you so much for taking the time to come on um big things on the horizon to say the least crack fans definitely look in and subscribe to the great shop podcast every wednesday they're gonna have some great content for you and uh we're looking uh, to give you all what you want so hey crack racket fans! great shot we'll see you guys soon